today I want to share with you about the tender love of God, that intense love that God has for each one of us. Um, Psalm 34 verse 8, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. You know, because religion has distorted the image of God in the minds of people, they find it very difficult to worship him. But, you know, when we come to know the real God of the Bible, we, will f we find that he is the most tender, the most loving, the most caring, the most giving person in all of existence. And, you know, we can become so familiar with a passage of Scripture that we can miss um, the depth of it. And I want us to look at the heart of God behind the account of um, creation in Genesis. Genesis 1, 26 tells us that God said, let us make man in our image. And, you know, we get an insight into God's joy and excitement over the human race. At last, God would have children, children with whom he could fellowship, spirit to spirit. But as great as God's delight and joy was in creating the first couple, so great was his heartbreak when they turned their backs on their loving creator and turned to his enemy. They turned to follow after his enemy. And God had designed them to be objects of his love and companions of his heart. Adam and Eve's sin tainted the whole human race. We see this in Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know, coming short of the glory of God, it really means that we've been weighed in the balance and we've been found wanting. But God longed for fallen humanity. He could not rest until he held uh, his people in his arms once again. But there was no man through whom he could work. Then God did the absolute unthinkable. God became man. Jesus' name in Hebrew is Yahshua, Yahweh Shua. It means God, our Savior. Jesus, the pure and sinless Son of God, he descended from heaven, the glories and the wonders of heaven, and he descended and he willingly imposed his totally um, limitless spirit in human flesh. We'll never be able to comprehend what it cost the Lord to come from heaven and live in a human body on this earth. We'll never be able to comprehend the humiliation and the suffering it cost him to live in a human body, in giving up all the wonderful glories of heaven. Let me give you an illustration. Uh, there, was, there is a man called Ian McCormick. We've met him. He's come and spoken in our church. And uh, this was uh, off the uh, coast of Mauritius, and he went um, deep-sea diving, and he got uh, stung by a very deadly jellyfish. Uh, he eventually died, and he went to heaven. And he was so awestruck by the love of God. He said, oh God, I've never done anything for you. He said, great waves of love came over him. He said, Jesus, I've only used your name as a swear word. The Lord's response was great waves of tender love flooded over him. And then the Lord said, I want you to go back. And he said, no, no, I want to stay here with you. I don't want to leave you. 
Now, if Ian McCormack, who'd been in heaven probably five minutes, didn't want to leave, how much more it must have cost Jesus to leave the glories of heaven. Just a side journey. If someone whom you love deeply has gone to home to be with the Lord, be assured they are just basking in his love. They are having a wonderful, wonderful time. Open your heart and let the Lord himself comfort you. Let's get back to our text. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. You know, Jesus chose forever to identify with us. We don't really comprehend what that totally means. But so great was his love for us, so willing was he to do whatever it took to restore us to fellowship with his Father, that, and he lived a totally sinless life. How often we actually forget that Jesus was totally man and totally God. So he still had his humanity to deal with. The Bible tells us that he endured every temptation known to man, but he suffered in his flesh to resist yielding to even one of those temptations. And during his ministry on earth, he went about showing mercy and healing all the sick. He never turned away anyone who came to him. He never refused to forgive anyone. As we see Jesus in action in his earthly ministry through the Gospels, we see the true nature of God the Father. How do I know that? In John 14, 9, Jesus said, You have seen me, you have seen the Father. And John 5, 19, Jesus answered them. He said, I tell you solemnly, that the Son can do nothing on his own initiative, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. In these last days, this is in Hebrews 1.1, 1, 1, God has spoken to us in his Son Jesus, and he is the radiance of his glory, the exact representation of his nature. Jesus was and is the exact representation of Almighty God in his nature. God the Creator, Yahshua, died a horrific death for those he had created. He gave his perfect life to pay the price that was necessary to pay this for the sin of all mankind. You see, when Jesus was on the cross, God the Father took all the sin of mankind from Adam and Eve to the last human being who would ever be born and he laid it upon Jesus, his perfect sinless spirit. All that sin was laid on Jesus Christ. You know, people have said that the, the film, The Passion of the Christ, it was too, uh, too bloody, it was too violent, um, it, it couldn't have been like that. But you know, no film has ever been made that actually depicts the reality of the cross. It didn't go far enough. It really didn't. The film, to a certain extent, depicted uh, the agony and the pain and the suffering that Jesus suffered in his physical body. But that was only the tip of the iceberg. 
what really happened in his spirit when all the sin and the weight of the sin of the world was laid upon Jesus. The Bible tells us he who knew no sin, that's Jesus, was made to be sin for us. Jesus became so repulsive with the, all that sin on him that God the Father had to separate from his own son. He'd never been separated from his father in all of creation. In that moment, Jesus was totally abandoned, left totally alone in utter darkness and despair of sin. And he cried out, this is in Matthew 27, 46, he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? At the cross, we not only see the love of Jesus for us, but we see the Father's love, the great depth of God's love for us. God suffered too. And we see God's great longing for us to be restored to him. We see the great depth of the Son's love as he hung on the cross, suspended between heaven and earth, the creator of a trillion universes, the one with all power, yielding himself with no resistance to men whose very bodies and minds he had created. For our sake, he gave himself up to the depravity and cruelty of these men. He allowed himself to be tortured to death for you, for me. That proves his love, doesn't it? But you know, when he breathed his last, he uttered three triumphant words. It is finished. The price has been paid. The penalty has been paid. What does that mean? It means that God is no longer holding our sins against us. God judged your sins, my sins, the sins of every person who'd ever be born. He judged those sins on his own son, on Jesus Christ. Jesus paid for them in full, nothing else to pay. You can add nothing to the price that Jesus paid. God is not angry with us, not even with the world who rejects him. His arms of love and forgiveness are wide, wide open for anyone who's run, willing to run into them. There is only one thing that will prevent anyone from having a love relationship with God. There's also only one thing that will prevent anyone from going to heaven. Failure to accept the sacrifice of Jesus, the Son of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, we're told, For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. This is the wonderful message that God has given us to tell others. Jesus spent three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. God the Holy Spirit raised him up out from the dead and he has total triumph over death, hell and the grave. What does that mean for us? Now we have 
freedom from the domination of sin, the door to sweet, satisfying, fulfilling relationship, fellowship with God has been swung wide open. We just have to walk through. The veil that separated the Holy of Holies from the rest of us has been torn. As you remember, the, uh, when Jesus was on the cross and died, the veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. We now have access to the Holy of Holies in the very presence of God. Jesus took our place. He became our substitute in every area of life. There is no area in our life that Jesus cannot and will not heal. Jesus completely identified with every form of human misery. Why did he do that? So that he could become the faithful high priest, sympathetic, compassionate, able to deliver us. If you've ever been tormented emotionally and mentally, Jesus has paid the price to bring you peace. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus sweated great drops of blood. He took the greatest pressure that's ever been experienced by a human being or ever will. Why? To give you freedom from the torment in your mind. The blood of Jesus. I want to pray for you. Would you close your eyes and picture the Lord Jesus Christ? He paid the price. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as I stretch forth my hands, that this dear one who is tormented in their mind, we take authority over every tormenting spirit and I command you to loosen and let them go in Jesus' name. And I speak the peace of God, the peace that Jesus paid for, now fills your spirit, soul and mind. In Jesus' name, amen peace of God has been purchased for you. Have you ever been rejected, betrayed or abandoned? Have you ever felt like that? Jesus understands everything you've gone through. He knows the hurt that you have experienced. Let us look at Jesus' life. His brothers didn't believe in him. They mocked him. Je Judas, who was close to Jesus, he betrayed him. To his enemies, the price of a slave. In Gethsemane, all his disciples fled and left him alone in his hour of greatest need. Peter denied he ever knew him. The religious leaders and Roman soldiers, ah, oh, they mocked him. But Jesus willingly suffered the emotional pain of betrayal and rejection as your substitute. Jesus has the ability to comfort you and set you free from all the effects of rejection and betrayal that you've ever experienced. You know, the ones who did this to you, even if they could, they are unable to heal you. But there is one who is able to heal you in the very depths of your being that no human being can ever reach. So I'm going to pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus has paid the price for your deep inner healing. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as these dear ones just open their heart to you, I ask you in the name of Jesus to reach into the very depths of their soul 
and their memories and to heal them and remove the hurt and remove the poison in the name of Jesus Amen Jesus has paid the price are you experiencing sickness and physical pain you will never find anyone more compassionate than the Lord Jesus Christ but you know more than that much more than that he has borne your pain he's paid the price to set you free from it he is your healer as Jesus said it is finished the price is paid let's look at Isaiah chapter 53 verse 10 and Jehovah hath delighted to bruise him he hath made him sick with our sickness Isaiah 53 4 to 5 surely he has borne our sickness and carried away our pains our suffering and by his wounds we are healed yet again let's look at 1 Peter 2 24 who in his own self bore our sins on the body in the body on the cross that we having died to sins might live to righteousness for by whose stripes we were healed you know in the uh, the film the passion they really depicted that cruel whipping post Jesus's body was literally torn apart on that whipping post they had the most terrible whips that had um, metal and bone that would actually dig into the flesh and pull it out as I said his body was literally torn apart by his stripes you are healed on the cross the agony of every bone that was pulled out of joint every muscle was knotted into spasms and cramp if you ever had cramp Jesus experienced that in every muscle and every gasp for breath was slow suffocation and all human sickness and suffering and pain was laid on him he's paid the price for your healing and your wholeness rejoice the price has been paid God wants to heal you all that the hindrances have been taken out of the way I'm going to pray for you right now I want you to lay your hand on that part of your body that's in pain or wherever the sickness is and we're going to ask God in the name of Jesus that his healing power surge right through your body and it will father God in the name of Jesus I thank you that Jesus has paid the price for every sickness and every disease there is no sickness and no disease that is more powerful than the blood of Jesus the power of Jesus name in the name of Jesus I command the sickness to leave your body now and I loose in the name of Jesus the mighty healing power of God to restore you to a total healing and wholeness in Jesus name Amen Jesus has paid the price have you ever been physically or verbally or mentally abused you know people tend to hide it and they're ashamed to let anyone know Jesus knows he knows the pain and the agony that you're suffering that you have suffered through your life and he wants to set you free because he has experienced the anguish that you've experienced that's why he allowed himself to be beaten and tortured and nailed to a cross they were without mercy he went through that for you he was ridiculed he was lied about 
He was cursed by individuals and multitudes. He was humiliated. On that cross, he didn't have a stitch of clothing. He was abandoned. He had to be abandoned by his father because of all our sin on him. He knew the deep darkness of being abandoned. But he willingly went through all that, all the horrifying experiences of a betrayal, a fixed trial, crucifixion. He paid the price for our wholeness. You know, one word, and Jesus could have ended all the suffering. He only had to cry out to his father, and God would have rescued him. But he didn't. He chose to suffer unimaginable agony to save us. Oh, doesn't that prove his love? Because he suffered the shame and pain of these experiences, Jesus can bring deep healing to your broken heart and your wounded emotions. I want us to pray right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as this dear one opens their heart to you, I'm asking you to fill them with your love. Open their eyes, Father, to see the deep love that you have for them and that that's all that matters. In Jesus' name, amen. Why did Jesus go through all this agony? He did it all for love. The most amazing, awesome love who can begin to comprehend the depths of such love? How could we ever, ever repay him or worship him enough? He gave his own life because we were utterly helpless to save ourselves. It's good for us when we have that quiet time with the Lord. Thank him for all he's done for us. He saved us. He's redeemed us. Heaven is our home. Healing is the children's bread. Deliverance from torment is the children's bread. He loves us. All God asks us in return is to just open your heart to Jesus. He says, just open your heart to Jesus, my son, and let me love you. You know, Jesus has paid the price and he's offering you the most amazing gift, the gift of eternal life, to know that you can be in heaven. I want you to pray with me. Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son, that he paid the price and took my sins on the cross. He died for me. You raised him from the dead, and he is now seated in heaven. Lord Jesus, I ask you, come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I ask you to contact us. You'll see the... Um, the contact numbers and emails um, on the screen at the end of this program. We'd love to hear from you. The Lord bless you and keep you and keep you in his love. May the Lord open your eyes to see just how much he loves you. No one else can take your place 
in God's 